competition <coughs> seminar would like to hear what is uh, the beast, the mark of the beast, the number of the triple six. Ali ovog popodneva vi to nećete čuti od mene. But this afternoon you're not going to hear about that. <laughs> ja, ja ću napraviti jedan uvod u knjigu Otkrivenje. I will, I'll make an introduction in the book of Revelation. A, I na početku teo bi da pročitam jedan citat Ellen White. And at the beginning I'll read a quote from Ellen G. White. Kada mi kao narod shvatimo šta ova knjiga znači za nas, misli se na otkrivenje. When we as people understand what this book means for us, book of Revelation. Tada će među nama nastati veliko probuđenje. Then we'll experience a big revival. Awakening, thank you. Dakle, brat Jeff je bio potpuno u pravu kad je predložio knjigu Otkrivenje da se proučava radi probuđenja. So brother Jeff was right when he suggested study of a book of Revelation to experience revival or awakening. Evo još jednog citata. Another quote. Kada bi se knjiga Danila i Otkrivenja bolje razumela, vernici bi imali sasvim drugačije versko iskustvo. If the books of Revelation and Daniel were better understood, the believers would have totally different spiritual experience. Dakle, evo vidimo da Ellen White, iako nije napisala nikakav komentar na celu knjigu otkrivenja, So we see Ellen G. White, although haven't written any detailed commentary on the book Revelation, ipak je govorila koliko je ta knjiga važna. She spoke about how important the book is. Znači, kada govorimo o bilo koji biblijskoj knjizi i hoćemo da napravimo neki uvod, postoje nekoliko pitanja koje se postavljaju. Znači, sve sa ciljem boljeg razumevanja knjige. Pitanja su ko je pisao knjigu. Vreme kada je knjiga nastala. When was the book written? Kakve su bile istorijske okolnosti u to vreme? What were historical surroundings at the time? Kome je knjiga bila upućena? Who was the recipient of the book? Šta je tema knjige i šta je zapravo poruka knjige? Was the theme, was the message of the book? Dakle, bilo koju biblijsku knjigu kada proučavate, ovo su prva pitanja koja recimo komentatori postavljaju. I evo ja ću pokušati za ovo kratko vreme nekako da prođem kroz sve ovo. Sam naslov knjige kao što znamo je otkrivenje Jovanova. I to je najstariji naziv knjige. Kad uzmete najstarije rukopise Novog Zaveta, pojavljuje se ime Otkrivenje Jovanovo. Također se spominje ime Samo Otkrivenje. Some manuscripts have only a revelation. Ili postoji i naziv otkrivenje Isusa Hrista. Or sometimes it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Na grčkom jeziku knjiga se zove Apokalipsis. In Greek it's called Apokalipsis. I mi to prevodimo, mi to transkribujemo kao Apokalipsa. 
I to je popularno poznato kao... Oh, sorry. And we, it's popularly known as apocalypse. A sama reč apokalipsa znači otkrivenje. And the meaning of the apocalypse is revelation. Dakle, nešto što je otkriveno. Something that is revealed. Ali danas kada mi kažemo apokalipsa... But today when we use the word apokalips... Šta mi mislimo? What... Šta je u našim umovima kad čujemo reč apokalipsa? Tako je, znači danas imate i hollywoodske filmove i sve drugo. Kad govore o apokalipsi, govore o kraju sveta, nekom događaju koji će se zbiti, koji će razoriti svet. Always refers to the end of the world. Dobro. Dakle, pisac knjige Otkrivenje nam se predstavlja kao Jovan. So, the writer of the book, he says of himself, I'm John. I evo nekoliko tekstova koje samo možemo kratko pročitati, da možemo vidjeti kako to izgleda. Znači, idemo u Otkrivenje prvo poglavlje. So, we go to Revelation chapter 1. I imamo prvi stih. Revelation 1.1. Kaže, znači, otkrivenju sa Hrista koje dade njemu Bog. I onda kaže ovde, po anđelu svojemu sluzi svojemu Jovanu. So we have the first verse, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God has given him to show his servants, that was sent, that will take place, And he sent and signed it by his angel to his servant John. Takođe u četvrtom stihu kaže od Jovana na sedam crkava u Aziji. And in verse 4 we read John to the seven churches which are in Asia. I u devetom stihu kaže ja, Jovan. And in verse 9 it says I, John. Dakle, ko je pisac knjige otkrivenja? So who is the writer of the book? Jovan, e sad, naravno, kroz istoriju su postale različite diskusije. Ko je taj Jovan? So, in history, there were discussions who this John is. Ali, generalno, u hrišćanstvu je prihvaćeno da je Jovan zapravo apostol Jovan. And generally, it is accepted in all Christianity that this John is actual apostol John, one of the twelve. Ja neću ulaziti dublje u tu priču. We won't go deep into this. Jovan za sebe kaže da je on brat vaši zajedničar u nevolji i carstvu i postojanosti u Isusu 1.9. I John says of himself, your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom of patience of Jesus Christ. Znači, on nam pokazuje da je on zapravo dobro poznavao ove crkve kojima je pisao. And this shows that John very well knew those churches to which he has sent this letter to. Ali i oni su poznavali njega. But they also knew him. Vi znate da je on bio jedini apostol koji je umro prirodnom smrću. And we know that John was the only apostle that died of natural causes. I ako ste čitali u delim apostolskim, vi se sećate šta Ellen White kaže za Jovana. And if you read the works of apostles by Ellen G. White, you remember then what she writes about Apostle John. Je se neko seća šta je bilo sa Jovanom? Anybody remembers what was with John? Tako je. 
He was thrown into the boiling oil. Ellen White piše da je on bio bačen u vrelo ulje i da je preživeo. And that he survived this. A i ona kaže kao što su mladići preživeli u peći, tako i on preživeo vrelo ulje. And then she compares those three in the fiery furnace in Babylon. So John survived boiling oil. E sad vi probajte da stavite prst u vrelo ulje, pa ćete vidjeti kako to izgleda. So pastor is suggesting that we try to put our finger into the hot oil to see and feel what it looks like. Ali jasno nam je dakle Bog je učinio čudo. Yes, so we absolutely understand that God made a miracle to save him. Evo samo malo da da vidite kako postoji lepa povezanost između evanđelja po Jovanu i otkrivenja. Now we want to check how the revelation of John is closely connected to a gospel of John. Dakle, i evanđelje i otkrivenje nazivaju Isusa reč Božja. Both of those books call Jesus the word of God, God's word. Dakle, možemo čitati taj prvi i četanaisti stih. In John 1.1. Znači, u početku beše reč, reč beše u Boga i Bog beše reč. In the beginning there was word and word was with God and word was God. I u 14. stihu nam kaže da je ta reč postala telo. I nama je jasno kome se zapravo radi. U otkrivenju nam se kaže da je Isus bio obučen u haljinu crvenu od krvi, ime se njegovo zove reč Božja. U otkrivenju nam se kaže da je Isus bio obučen dressed in the garment red of the blood and his name was the word of God. Dakle, isto kao i u Evanđelju po Jovanu. Same as it's written in the Gospel of John. Obe knjige govore o Hristu kao o jagnjetu. Both books speak about Jesus as the Lamb of God. Znači, Jovan kaže, sutradan vide Jovan Isusa gde ide Njemu i reče, gle jagnje Božje koje uze nase grehe sveta. And we read in the gospel of John, the words of John the Baptist, see, behold the Lamb of God who takes on himself the sins of the world. A u otkrivenju možemo čitati tekst koji govori da je Jovan video nasred prestola četiri životinje i posredsta rešina jagnje. And we read in Revelation that John saw the God's throne and four beings and 24 elders and in the midst of them a lamb. Both books cite prophet Zachariah who says they will look at him whom they have pierced. U otkrivenju 1.7 kaže Eno, ide sa oblacima i ugledak će ga svako oko i koji ga probodoše. Revelation 1.7 says he is coming on the clouds and every eye will see him including those who pierced him. Dakle, ovde je interesantno da se govori da će ga videti oni koji su ga proboli. So it is interesting to see here it's written that those who pierced him will see him in second coming. Koga će oni to videti? Who will they see? Videće onoga koga su proboli. Those, they will see one who... Whom they have peers. Što također imamo i u Evanđelju po Jovanu. And we also have that in the Gospel of John. Dakle, ovo su jedine dve knjige Novog Zaveta u kojima nalazimo glagol u šatoriti. 
Oh, I need help with this translation. <laughs> These are the only two books of the Bible where we have the verb. Tabernacle? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Dakle, šta, šta u stvari znači ušatoriti? Znači namestiti svoj šator. A tabernakling, what does that mean? It means to put on your tent or tabernacle, maybe. Dakle, um, to su oni tekstovi, da, ovdje ćete ih vidjeti, kaže, um, kaže u otkrivenju, uh, govori se o tome da će, onaj koji sedi na prestolu, useliće se u njih, kod nas je prevedeno sa useliće se. Uh, so we read about the one who is on the throne that he will come and dwell in them. So this yeah. Ali u grčkom jeziku, dakle na kome je se napisan novi zavet, kaže da će namestiti svoj šator. And, and the original uh, meaning in Greek, Greek language in which the book was written, he will uh, put his tent in, in the midst. Također u Evanđelju po Jovanu imamo isto and we have the same uh, idea in the Gospel of John. A na našem jeziku je prevedeno useli se. In uh, Serbian language it, it means he dwells with them. Ali kao što sam rekao na grčkom jeziku znači namestiti šator, podići šator. But original idea in Greek language is to put uh, his tent amongst them. A obe knjige se temelje na svedočanstvu. Both books are based on witness. I evo imamo tekst ovde. Ops. And we have here text. Is that the one? Dobro, samo da vidimo, prebacimo. Znači, kaže, ovo je onaj učenik koji svedoči za ovo i napisa ovo i znamo da je svedočanstvo njegovo istinito. So, uh, 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 that's a book of uh, uh, apost- uh, Gospel of John, thank you. This is the uh, disciple who witnessed this, who has written this, and we know that his uh, witness is uh, trustworthy. A u otkrivenju kaže koji svedoči reč Božju i svedočanstvo Isusa Hrista. And the same thought is repeated in Revelation who is witnessing for the word of God and for the uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Dobro, dakle, dakle Christ. na osnovu svega ovoga mi kažemo da je zapravo Jovan pisac otkrivenja, isti Jovan koji je pisao evanđelje. So, Uh, based on all of this we do understand that John uh, the revelator is the same as John uh, who wrote the gospel. I takođe još jedan zanimljiv detalj imate da se i u evanđelju po Jovanu i u otkrivenju postoji poseban odnos između oca i sina. And the, another interesting thing is that uh, uh, in both books Gospel of John and Revelation of John there is emphasis on special relationship between father and son god the father and son uh, jesus christ znači otkrivenju takođe možemo čitati ko je žeda neka dođe uh, we can read in revelation who is thirsty let him come and drink a u evanđelju čitamo ako je ko žedan neka dođe and same thing we read in a gospel of john who is thirsty let him come and drink Um, gde je Jovan napisao svoju knjigu? Now the second question, where did John write his book? Na ostrvu Patmos. It is the uh, island of Patmos. 
Ja ću vam pokazati nekoliko slika da vidimo kako to otprilike izgleda. Ali interesantno da je zapravo ostrvo bilo jedan radni logor. Interesting to know that this island was a, like, what would we call it today? A camp, working camp or education camp or concentration camp, whatever you want. Well, prison camp, yeah. Working prison. Working prison, yeah. Dakle, Rimske vlasti su tamo slali one koji su bili kažnjeni, trebali da odsluže neku kaznu. So, Roman judiciary would send the people who were sentenced for crimes. Jovan kaže da je bio na Patmosu radi reči Božije i svedočanstva Isusova. John testifies that he was on this island because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Dakle, mi iz ovog teksta zapravo vidimo da je Jovan bio poslan na ovo ostrvo. So through this we see that he was sent to this island. I svi prvi hrišćanski pisci se slažu da je Jovan zapravo bio prognan na to ostrvo. And, and um, um, all the early Christian writers uh, believed that he was exiled to this island. Evo nekoliko slika da nam pokažu kako otprilike izgleda Patmos. Možda so nisu najbolje slike. Pictures about that part of the world, Patmos. Sveto, sveto znači Patmos nije samo jedno parče, nego ima više u okolini. So, not one single piece of land, but a few looks like a few islands. Ali to čini sve jedno ostrvo. But that all makes one island. Dakle, evo vidimo otprilike. Danas je to, ako odete tamo, mislim, više se ne može ići, ali kad se moglo ići, Znači, mogli ste vidjeti da je to u stvari turističko sada mesto i tamo ljudi odlazi. I na ovoj slici vidite pećinu koja se prikazuje kao mesto gde je Jovan zapravo napisao otkrivenje. Da li je to tačno, mi to ne možemo sa sigurnošću reći, ali ljudi koji idu tamo pokazuju im se ta pećina. Dobro, vreme kada je otkrivenje napisano bilo je za vreme vladavine Domicijana, Između 81. i 96. godine to je vreme vladavine ovog rimskog cara. Ovde vidite Domicijana koji je predstavljena na Novčiću i statu u njegovu. Iako vidite Na ovoj statuji on u stvari ima Boga sunca na svoju odeći. And on this statue he has a symbol of sun god on his garment. I sunce ima i oči i nos i usta, kao što možete vidjeti. And that sun, if we can see the picture, has mouth, eyes. Dakle, otkrivenje je prvenstveno bilo namenjeno hrišćanskim zajednicama koje su bile u rimskoj provinciji Malo Jazi. So, first intention of this book was to be sent to the Christian communities in Asia Minor. I zato Jovan kaže, u otkrivenju kaže, Jovan na sedam crkava koje su u Aziji. And that's why he says that he is sending this letter to seven churches that is 
that are in Asia. I Isus mu je rekao, kaže, to što vidiš napiši u knjigu i pošalji na sedam crkava. I vi znate dobro koje su ti sedam crkava. And you know those names of those seven churches. A evo na ovoj slici možete vidjeti gdje su se one nalazile. And this picture shows their position on the map. Zanimljivo je da položaj njihov čini jedan kružni put. And it's interesting that they are like in in a circle way dotted to each other. So if you go travel from Ephesus. I preko Smirne, Pergama, Tijatire, pa dola Odikeje. To je danas Turska. Smirna, Pergam, Tijatire, Ceča, it makes like a nearly full circle. Dakle, zanimljivo je da kao što ide put, tako idu i pisma sedam crkava. So, in the same direction as the road would go from one place to another, that's how the letters are and message is sent to those seven churches. Znači, to je u današnjoj Turskoj, kao što je neko rekao. So, yeah, that is today's Turkey. Dakle, Jovan je žive u Efesu. So, John was living in Ephesus. I on je u stvari bio starešina, kao što možemo čitati u poslanicama. And he was elder in the church, as we can read in the epistles. I smatra se da je on s vremena na vreme posjećivao crkve. And it is believed that he would, from time to time, travel and visit the churches. I kaže se da im je on zapravo pomagao u njihovim potrebama. And it's said that he had, he was helping them in their spiritual needs. Ali šta je postojao problem, može prethodni, prethodni slajd. But what was the problem? Znači, situacija problematična u to vreme je bila da su ove crkve bile u duhovnom opadanju ili u otpadu. But the situation was that those churches at that time were spiritually going down. Dakle, postojali su sve veći problemi i spoljni i unutrašnji. The church was facing biggest, bigger and bigger problems from outside and from within. Ja bih želeo samo na kraju da vam pokažem kakvi su to problemi bili s čime su se ti hrišćani u to vreme susretali. And so I would like to share with you what the problems were that those Christians faced. Imamo nekoliko optužbi od strane neznabožaca. We have a few accusations on behalf of the Gentiles. I ovo je vrlo interesantno kad razmišljamo o nama danas. And this is very interesting when we think of us today. Prva optužba je bila da hrišćani ne učestvuju u društvenim aktivnostima. The first accusation was that they don't take part in social gatherings. Imali neke razlike i danas? Any difference today? Dakle, istu optužbu ćete vi čuti i danas. So, very same thing you can hear today. Mi nećemo ići na ovu utakmicu. Ne znam kad je večeras ili sutra čuvena ova utakmica. We are not going to go to visit this famous... Bar se nadam da nećemo ići nikod nas. But I hope we won't go to this famous game that is being held tomorrow. Dakle, zašto su prvi hrišćani izbjegavali te svetkovine? Why those Christians were sort of refusing or avoiding those... Zato što je tamo bilo nemoralnih aktivnosti i jela se hrana posvećena bogovima. Because there were activities in contrary to the Christian morals as well as serving food that was offered to idols. Hrišćani su također bili optuživani za ateizam zato što su poštovali jednog boga. And they were accused of atheism because they rejected many gods. They believed only one god. 
i kao što ovdje sam stavio svako ko nije smatrao imperatora Bogom u to vrijeme smatra na teistom. And those who didn't accept emperor as god they would be considered atheist. Hrišćani su također bili optuženi za kanibalizam ili ljudožderstvo. They were also accused of cannibalism. Zato što su uzimali večeru gospodnju. Because they were partaking in the uh, holy supper. A vi znate da Isus kaže ko ne jede moje telo i ne pije moju krv nema dela sa mnom. And Jesus said who doesn't eat my flesh and drinks my blood doesn't have part with me. Također su se šile priče da hrišćani uh, žrtvuju decu na bogosluženje. And they were also uh, I mean uh, claiming that the Christians were killing kids uh, on on their worship services and and ate them. I zbog toga su oni bili uh, pra, u pravnom lošijem položaju od ostalih članova. And that's zajednice. why they were uh, like uh, suppressed uh, members of the society. Dakle, sljedeći problem je bio progonstvo. The next problem was persecution. I obožavanje cara, dakle kult imperatora. Yeah, and a cult of the emperor was a problem for Christians. A u otkrivenju 2.13 se govori o čovjeku čije ime Antipa. Njega su rimske vlasti ubile u Pergamu zbog njegove vere. I yeah, Revelation 2.13 we read the name of a person Antipa who was persecuted and killed by Roman uh, 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 power in Pergam because of his faith. Progonstvo je također pretilo i crkvama u Smirni i Filadelfiji. And also this persecution was threatened against Philadelphia and Smirna. Dakle, knjiga Otkrivenje pokazuje da je Jovan očekivao da će biti još progonstva. And this book shows that the John expected more of the persecution. I zato su se crkve našle u situaciji da su bili a, uplašeni, nesigurni. And therefore the churches were scared, uncertain of the future. I pitanje je bilo šta će biti u budućnosti. And the question was what the future holds. Da li mislite da se slične stvari događaju i danas? Do similar things happen today? Dakle, zato je otkrivenje relevantna knjiga i za danas, zato otkrivenje ima svoj značaj. Revelation is relevant to today's time. Evo nekoliko problema koji su bili unutar crkve. Now a few problems that were inside the church. Um, ako čitate poruke Tiatiri Sardu i Filadelfiji, videćete da je većina vernika živela onome što mi nazivamo otpad. If we read the letters to Tiatira Sarden Philadelphia we see that many members lived in what we would call today apostasy. A za sardsku crkvu kaže da imala samo nekoliko imena koji nisu okaljali svoje haljine. And for the church of Sardis it was said only a few people over there are pure. Dakle šta to praktično znači? What does it mean in practice? U ono vrijeme većina vernika je učestvovala u svetkovinama. At that time, majority of the people who were calling themselves Christians were taking part in in hidden celebrations and practices. Kaže u Filadelfiji je ostalo samo malo imena. Kaže ti imaš malo snage. In Filadelfija there were just a few people, a small power. A crkva u Ladikeji je bila u potpunom otpadu. But the church in Laodicea was totally in uh, in 
apostasi. Dakle mi u Laodikeji nemamo ništa dobro, nemamo ni jednu pohvalu za Laodikejsku crkvu. And uh, uh, in Laodicea we don't have anything good written about. A problem je što mi smatramo da smo mi Laodikejska crkva, tako? A problem is that we believe we are a historical Laodicean church. Dakle dva praktično najveća problema u ono vrijeme su bili hrana posvećena idolima i seksualni nemoral. Uh, two biggest uh, practical problems that Christians faced is consumption of food that is offered to idols and sexual immorality. Dakle ako čitate dela apostolska uh, 15. glavu If we read the uh, uh, works of apostles, uh, Acts of Apostles, uh, chapter 15, taj prvi apostolski sabor je zapravo odlučio da upravo to dvoje treba izbjegavati ili odbaciti. First, uh, uh, first uh, general conference meeting we could say today of the apostolic church decided those two practices should be totally rejected by Christians. A upravo to je bio problem u tim crkvama. But this was the problem in those churches. Zašto je to bio problem? Why was it the problem? Pa zato što je okolina društvo pritiskalo crkvu da prihvati to da uđe u to i da radi to. Because the uh, uh, society was pressuring the church to accept those practices. Evo mi se možemo pitati And danas. And we can ask ourselves today. A da li se mi nalazimo u sličnom položaju da nas društvo pritiska da prihvatimo nešto što svi oni rade? Does society forces us to accept something that we normally don't and they do? Dakle, hrišćani u Rimskom carstvu bili su deo društva u kojem su živeli i zato se od njih očekivalo da sudeluju svim građanskim obavezama. So the Christians in the Roman Empire of course were part of the society and they they were expected to behave like the rest of the society to take part in all those activities dakle oni koji bi odbili da da sudeluju tim svečanostima i tim ceremonijama so whoever refused to partake in those celebrations and ceremonies oni su bili izvrgnuti ruglu podsmehu they were ridiculed društvo bi ih izolovalo uh, isolated i suočili su se sa ekonomskim sankcijama što And bi economically pressured. Dakle, ista situacija se ponavlja uh, u mnogim mestima i danas. So the same thing does repeat itself in many places on this earth today. <clears throat> Evo polako da završavamo. And we're going towards the conclusion of uh, Dakle, crkve u Aziji su se podelile. So the churches in Asia were divided. Neki hrišćani su rekli ne. Some Christians were decisive no. Mi nećemo biti deo društva. We are not going to be a, a such part of society. Po bilo koju cenu. Uh, no matter the price. Ali neki su radi uticaja na društvo i pošto su bili zainteresovani za poslovni napredak, oni su zastupali kompromis. But some others who were willing to Uh, desiring to prosper economically to be popular they were uh, going into compromise i naravno kao što to uvek biva oni su opravdavali to svoje ponašanje and of course they would justify their behavior a uh, znači postojale su um, postojalo je nekoliko grupa u crkvama uh, there were a few uh, sort of uh, 
coherent or organized groups in churches. I mi, mi znamo za najmanje tri koje su postojale. We know for at least three of those. To su Nikolinci ili Nikolajti. So one is Nicolaitans or whatever how do you pronounce that Nicolaitans? Yes. Uh, drugi su Valamovci. And the others is Balamites. A i imamo sledbenike Jezavelje. And the followers, followers of Jezebel. I kad se bude govorilo o crkvama, onda ćete i videti šta to zapravo znači. And when we are going to go through uh, individual churches, we will then speak much more about this, what does that mean. Ali je interesantno da su te grupe bile toliko jake i toliko uticajne. But it's interesting that those groups were so strong and, and influential. Da su navodili mnoge vernike zapravo da učestvuju da jedu hranu prinesenu i hranu prinesenu idolima i da učestvuju tim ne znam božatskim ceremonijama i nemoralnim obredima. quotation. S obzirom na skori Hristov dolazak Uh, in, in view of uh, soon coming of Christ, hrišćani trebaju biti na be on the right side. Da bi mogli biti verni Hristu i Evanđelju. To be able to be trustworthy to Christ and his gospel, oni se moraju ako je potrebno povući od sveta. They if it's needed has to withdraw from the world. I žrtvovati svoj društveni ili poslovni prosperitet. And sacrifice <coughs> their uh, social and economical prosperity if needed. Nijeli ovo aktuelno danas. Isn't that uh, uh, on today? Ja mislim da se da se mnogi ljudi koji nisu hrišćani upravo danas suočavaju sa istim problemom. I believe that many people who are not Christians also face the same situation. Same I mi možemo, mi možemo reći da je samo pitanje vremena kada će svako od nas doći u istu situaciju. And we can say that only it's a matter of time when everyone personally will experience the same dilemma. Mi ćemo se morati odlučiti. We will have to decide. Hoćemo li biti na strani Hrista i Evanđelja? Are we going to be on the side of Christ, Christ and the gospel? Iako treba potpuno se povući od sveta. And if needed, separate from the world. Što će podrazumevati da ćemo žrtvovati svoje društveni položaj ili svoje materijalnu situaciju? And that will involve a sacrifice of our status in society and financial stability. I evo zašto mislim da je otkrivenje zapravo jako važno danas. And that's why I think the revelation is very important today. I vjerujem da ćemo imati blagoslove čitajući ovu knjigu. And I believe that we will be blessed by reading this and studying the book. Jer u knjizi i piše. Uh, and the book also states that. Blagonima koji slušaju i koji čitaju. Blessed are those who listen and who read. I evo neka nas Bog blagoslovi da čitamo ovu knjigu. And let us let God bless us that we read this book i da izvučemo pouke za za ovo vreme. And to take uh, messages and, and uh, lessons from the book for our time, for our situation today. Amen. Amen. Dobro.